0: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com businessgoldcard
1: Business Here are the five things poor people do that the rich don't. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur, and each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Actor Will Rogers said too many people spend money they earned to buy things they don't want, to impress people they don't like. And Lisa Nichols said the truth is that no matter where you started out in life, you have a choice between scarcity and abundance. Today's episode is a special one. If you've been a listener of the show for a long time, you may have realized that the last couple weeks, we haven't had a 5-Minute Friday. And I'm working on an exciting new project for those that were fans of that format. So don't worry, I'll be bringing that back soon in a very special way. But every Friday right now, I'll be bringing you more long-form content right here. This week is all about creating a rich mindset and I want you to create financial abundance in your life starting this year. And in this episode, we discuss how working harder won't make you richer, how you should be thinking about achieving success, how to stop throwing away your money, how to think bigger in order to make more money and so much more. Share this episode with someone you think would be inspired by this and a quick reminder to subscribe to the School of Greatness as well as giving us a rating and review. Okay, in just a moment. Let's upgrade your mindset around money. What you're going to hear first is something from world-renowned teacher, Bob Proctor, teaching us how working harder won't make you richer and shares his personal story on how he finally made the realization that changed his life. You mentioned how you were making 4,000 something dollars a year your expenses were six thousand, I think, something yeah. like that, and then you started making. 14- no, my expenses were six
2: thousand. I owed. I owed six thousand. I, I owed everybody
1: that that I knew. And you were making around fourteen thousand dollars a year after that. Shortly after no, that. No, I went from earning oh, a four thousand dollars
2: a year to fourteen thousand five hundred dollars a, a month. Exactly. Now, if you annualize that, that was one hundred and seventy-five a year. So I went from earning four thousand mm-hmm. a year to one hundred and seventy-five. Yeah. I hadn't earned one hundred and seventy-five that year. I got it up to 14 5 a month. So if you annualize got it. Got it, that's, it,
1: that's a change. Phenomenal change. Is it possible for anyone to go from poverty level to extremely Absolutely. financially successful?
2: Absolutely. I think earning money is one of the simplest things i ever learned. And it's one of the most misunderstood things. Wealthy people historically have always had multiple sources of income. They don't have one. They have many. I was cleaning floors. I thought the answer was work harder. Because mm-hmm. I wanted—I really wanted to earn some money. Yeah, of course. And I thought it was all important. Today, my attitude towards money has changed dramatically. But I thought the answer was get another office to clean. Well, I was working so hard, I passed out on the street. I would have been maybe 27, 28. I literally passed out on the street. I was working so hard. I came to, and there's a great big cop looking at me. I was laying there, it was scary. There was a group of people around me. I saw lights flashing. Then I saw a guy, a couple of guys in uniform with a stretcher. And it was scary. I had passed out, I guess they thought I had dropped dead. I had a heck of a time getting away from them, but I did get away. They didn't take me to the hospital, I talked um, them out of it. And I got away and I got thinking, I'm not doing this right.
1: Mm-hmm. Working harder, working more hours is not the way. No.
2: Yeah. In fact, Napoleon Hill wrote that in Think and Grow Rich. He said, if you are one of those people who believe that hard work and honesty alone will bring riches, perish the thought, it is not true. Riches, when they come in huge quantities, never come as a result of hard work. They come if they come mm-hmm. at all in response to definite demands based upon the application of definite principles and not by chance or luck. So you've got to find a demand and fill it, but you've got to follow princi- definite principles to do it. Wow. In other words, it's got to be in harmony with the law. you got to give more than you get. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to get, forget it.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, I got by myself and I thought, I'm doing something wrong. I was earning more money, but here I'm passing it, so it's not. This is not normal. And it's like a little voice in my head said, if you can't clean all of them, don't clean any of them. So I got all dressed up. People now accuse me of sleeping in my suit. I got, I wouldn't take a suit off. I didn't matter where I was. Because I knew the cleaners were tired and I would go around. I got other people cleaning offices. Mm-hmm. And I knew pretty well where they'd be. So I'd drop around and I'd bring coffee and donuts. and I would drop in and I would talk to them about goals. And I'd go to the next person. But I always was dressed up because I knew how tired you get. And if I was in working clothes, they'd expect me to help them so they could finish and go home. Interesting. But when I had shiny shoes and a suit and shirt and tie, they didn't expect me to help them clean. So I'd go on to the next place and then the next place. And that's when I started to open offices. Mm. I went from Toronto to Montreal to Boston to Cleveland to Atlanta to London, England.
1: And you hired cleaners? uh uh-huh. <clears throat> Everywhere I went. Yeah. yeah had people cleaning. What should someone think about if they're struggling financially right now or they feel like they're, they've are they been struggling for many years and it feels like they're just surviving week after week, month after month, they're not sure how to get to that kind of sense of freedom for at least a six-month runway or beyond, what should they start thinking about? Do you
2: know what you've just described? I believe the majority of people are living that
1: way, Yeah.
2: the majority. Now that's rather sad, but I think yeah. it's true. And it's because we only have one problem in the whole world, and that's ignorance. They're living in ignorance. They don't know that what they're doing is going to keep them where they are. And they keep doing it because they don't know how to change. They're overwhelmed with the debt. People are saying, I need the money. They haven't got it. They want to take their family on a vacation. They don't have the money to go. So they may borrow it and go anyway. Now they got more debt. They have to understand that they don't have to live that way.
1: Mm.
2: I wrote a book called You're Born Rich. The truth is you are. Most people are just a little short of money, mm-hmm. but you are born rich, rich mm-hmm. in potential. Anybody can go to our site, go to bobproctor.com. You can download the book, You Were Born Rich, free. It won't cost mm-hmm. you a cent. Mm-hmm. And chapter two is how much is enough. There's a, it's it described very well how to get out of debt. You've got to create a debt repayment program where it's all done automatically Mm -hmm. and then you focus on prosperity. You've got to have a financial goal, you've got to work toward it and you've got to understand that you can earn more than you're earning. And wealthy people don't have one source of income, they have more than one. I was earning money all last night while I was sleeping you can actually earn more money when you're sleeping than you can spend when you're awake. You know, it it sounds like a cute line, but it's true. There's no end to what we can earn. If you are not getting information from someone who is already wealthy, then you're probably getting information from the wrong people. Most people ask their brother-in-law, the guy next door, the girl they know, how do I earn more? Hell, if they knew, they'd be earning it. They don't know. And most people talk to people that don't know. Carlisle put it very well. He said he did not believe in the collective wisdom of individual ignorance. Mm. And that's where most people are getting it from. People don't know any more than themselves. I think you have to go. That's why these seminars are so important today. Yeah. Yeah. People have the opportunity to go and learn. Most people mm. won't pay to go. I tell people, listen, you invest in this, it'll probably be the, borrow the money to do it. It's probably the last time you'll ever have to borrow money. Yeah. We, know, Our seminars are not raw, raw. It's not nothing. Like, our seminars teach people about themselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like when Bill Gove said, if I want to be free, I gotta be me. I'm thinking I better know who me is. I didn't know mm. who me was. I was doing a lot of things. I was doing them right and I was earning money, but I didn't know who I was. I started to study me. Mm. And the more I know me, the better I know you. You only yeah. have to study yourself. You'll know what everybody, because we're all the same.
1: Yeah, It's our behavior that's different, our results that are different. <laughs> I heard, uh... Friend of mine, Dean Graziosi. I don't know if he coined this or someone else said it, and he said it from someone else. But he said, "Those that pay pay attention, and when you invest in yourself, you're paying attention to the You know, what I you never remember. heard that before, but that is the truth. Those that pay pay attention, but if you don't pay for it, you're not going to pay as much attention. If you pay more, you'll pay more attention to. Learners. I had
2: an aunt and uncle who were as poor as church mice. I mean, they just didn't have anything, <laughs> and they had a whole house full of kids. And I used to drop by their house periodically. I was doing very well. And I was teaching seminar. And I remember it was around Christmas time. And he was rushing around trying to get credit cards from some big stores so they could buy presents for the kids. Yeah. And I said, you know something? He said, never mind. Next year will be different. I said, you know something? Next year is going to be exactly the same as it is this year. Because you never change you. Wow. I said, you should get into the seminars and learn something. I know something you don't know. Well, they came to the seminar. He got paid every two weeks. So that meant three times a year, I think, he'd get paid three times, maybe four times a year. He'd get paid three times in a month. That one pay was extra because they were budgeted for two pays. I made them pay to come to it. Something said I made them pay. And I think they thought I should have clumped them into it. But you know, Mark thanked me, my aunt, I don't know how many times that I charged them. She said, We wouldn't have kept coming. I didn't even know what you were talking about. I was running seminars, it was seven evenings from seven to ten. It was running over a series of nights years ago. And she said, I wouldn't have kept coming. But she said, Because we paid, I came. Of course. He's right. If they pay, they pay attention. That is That's so it. true. That's and it. if they don't, they not gonna be a,
1: you do not going to care. When you hear something you don't like, ass eh, is not for me. Let me get right. out of here. Mm-hmm. Ah, I got something better to do. Yeah, especially in LA. Ah, I want to go to the beach mm-hmm. This is too hard work. Yeah, it's confronting my ego. Ah, I don't need this I'm firmly convinced if a
2: person doesn't understand a paradigm a paradigm isn't is nothing but a multitude of habits uh-huh. They're programmed into your subconscious mind to control your behavior It's got nothing to do with how smart you are. It's got nothing to do with what your formal education is it's got nothing to do from which side of the tracks you come from. Mm-hmm. It has to do with your paradigm. The paradigm is a program in your subconscious mind. It's both genetic and environmental that's controlling your behavior. Everyone that can hear my voice knows how to do better than they're doing. And they may wonder, why don't I do it? It's because you're programmed to do what you're doing. Yeah. And until you change the program, nothing's going to change. Mm-hmm.
1: Paradigm has to be changed. I love that. What would you say are the if you could share three key habits for people that if they want to continue to grow every day, be more prosperous, be more abundant, happier, joyful, healthier in their life, what are three key things, habits every day, not talking about morning routine, but just overall habits every single day, what should people be focusing on consistently? They should study every day. Study.
2: They should have a mentor. Someone that has already accomplished what they dream about They might not even know the person they could get introduced to them and Ask them What are half a dozen things I should do every day ask them they know Mm -hmm. Most people are getting advice from people who don't know any more than themselves. Yeah And the third one you've definitely got to have a goal and when you write it you've already got it intellectually so you operate intellectually, emotionally, and physically. Well, your intellectual mind, the second you say, second you decide on it, you've got it. It tells you in the Bible, before you speak, I'll hear you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's because the thought always precedes the word. Mm-hmm. The second you get emotionally involved, you've got it emotionally. Yep. So you've got it intellectually, you've got it emotionally. It's only a period of time until you've got it physically. Mm. B do have, yeah. That's right. But the have comes in a period of time. So it's not not overnight? (laughs) Every seed has a gestation or an incubation period. When a woman gets pregnant with a child, it takes 280 days. The husband doesn't come home a month later and say, come on, where is it? He waits, as James Allen said, as one who understands.
1: Mm.
2: He understands there's a gestation period. Where I come from, if you plant a seed for a carrot, it takes approximately 70 days for it to manifest. Mm. All physical seeds have a gestation or an incubation period. We know that now, but we didn't always know that. We weren't always aware. No one knows what the gestation period is for a spiritual seed, and an idea is a spiritual seed. Mm -hmm. But we do know that it operates by the same laws. And the laws of the universe are precise. They can be studied, they can be understood. We operate by law, our life is governed by laws. Like we know it's gonna get dark tonight. We don't wonder if it is. You know when the tide goes out, it's coming back. Winter never follows winter. We know these things, that's all expression of law. Mm -hmm. Well, when we bring our life into harmony with the laws, we're gonna enjoy more of life.
1: If we fight it, we're gonna lose. I love Bob's message, and I'm curious, what changes are you going to make in your life to begin working smarter, not harder? In this next section, entrepreneur Patrick Bett David talks about the importance of your next five moves in your life. It's an extremely powerful way of keeping you accountable to building momentum in your life. I'm curious, do we need to know the next five moves or do we need to know the first move?
3: yeah very good question. so the the whole premise behind this book, how this came about was uh, you know how everybody talks about what is the key to success. You know the key to success is marry the right person, save money, work mm-hmm. hard, go to school, get a degree, love people, faith, God. Uh, you hear so many different things. And we were having this debate one time, uh, and I would ask everybody, it's just the basic question everybody, had, what's the key to success? What is it? And I'm, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Years later, I said, In my mind, the biggest key to success, almost anybody I see that takes it to a whole different level, the highest levels, the difference between them and other people is their sequencing. And what I mean by sequencing is the following. So you and I may have the same vision of what we want to do in life, okay? You want to get here? I want to get here. This Mm -hmm. could be anything. We both want to build a billion-dollar company, Mm -hmm. fine. We both want to be uh, building a company that does 100 million a year. We both want to go into uh, football. We both want to go play at the highest level. We both want to go out there and be great sales, whatever it may be, that's the ultimate, right? If my order of steps I take to go here isn't as efficient as yours because your sequencing is better, you're gonna get there faster than I am. And I may not even, uh, never even get there because I'm trying to do move 14 on move three, and that's the most common thing that you see. One day I woke up, I was in a relationship, And this is, I'm 26 years old, 27 years old, 26, 25 years old, and I'm trying to get my business going. I wake up 6 o'clock in the morning, I get a text, babe, I have to tell you this, as much as I love you, I don't see this relationship going anywhere, one of those texts. Because I think my mom is right, you love your business more than you love me and I barely see you, I only see you once a week, you're working so hard, first text. then. Message. I pressed the message to listen to it. My mom. You know, there used to be a time they used to love me, and you would call me and tell me you love wow. me. What happened to those? What happened to my little son that used to love his mother? Like, call me oh every day. Hug me. Is like, yeah, yeah. The so, so now yeah. I got a breakup on the line. I got a guilt trip for my mom. That's still 6.02 right now. <laughs> then I get an email. You haven't even gotten out of bed yet. I haven't even gotten out of bed yet. I, then I get an email that's been in the uh, 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 box for a while, and I look at it, <laughs> it's from my number one client that I, had, I was about to expect like a $15,000 commission, and that's a lot of money at that yeah. time. And my number one client says he's leaving me for the following reasons. And then at the same time, the next email is my agent saying I resign. My number one agent wow. resigns. This all happens before 6.05, 6.10. So I'm in bed, anxiety's high, panic is high. I have no idea what to do. In that moment, all I thought about is, what are my next five moves? What do I need to do next? From that moment on, everything I did with business, I would ask myself, I want to do this next, my next 10, 15 moves, or what would this guy do? Mm. This guy that built an empire, what would he do? What are we gonna do here? What can I do to be better than this guy? What can I do to be more efficient than What can I do to speed up the process to get here? But everything came down to your next five moves. So you're asking the question, is the first move the uh, most important? Absolutely it is. If you don't know your next move, your next move can hurt the chances of you even getting to the fifth move. Yeah. So it's always your next move what that matters the, the most.
1: What is the next move that everyone should be thinking about?
3: So the first thing you have to do is you, you gotta, last night I'm at Rafi's place and I'm having dinner with my three buddies. None of us are supposed to do anything alive. One of them is Steve and They're running a $300 billion year business. Steve was the Michael Jordan of our high school. Wow. Okay, he's a great basketball player, but we're all 2.0 GPA kids. Right. And Armond was, great salesman. Yes. Two guys. <laughs> yes. And Armond was always a fighter. He would always get in trouble. Like he was a guy that he's a 5'6 guy, you don't want to fight. Like <laughs> you go to a party. You know the smallest guy you go to a party and this 5'6 guy would go to a party and he would stand there and he would say, That guy's looking at me. I'm like, bro, he's not looking at you. No, I know he's looking at me. He's looking at me. I'm like, I promise you he's not looking. He's the kind of guy that would walk up and just punch the guy in the face. Just for no reason. Just for no reason. What is the matter with you, right? That's his wiring. Yeah. But we're all together yesterday. Now, we all have kids. We have two, three, and Armand has four kids. We're sitting and we're talking. Armand runs Rafi's Place. If you've been to Rafi's Place, the restaurant in Glenda, if you've not been, you've got to go. It's the best Middle, middle Eastern restaurant. Wow. We're, just, we're sitting there yesterday and we're having all these conversations.
1: Get recruiter, the smartest way to hire.
3: Challenges men go through, whether it's marriage, money, health, what happens at 41, oh, everything that you don't want to talk publicly that men are insecure about, we just talk about it right there, right, collectively. And the biggest thing that I talked about with one of my friends yesterday is, listen, your number one move is you identifying who you want to be. Mm. Not not who Tiffany wants to be, not yeah. who it's who do you want to be. Not not what Patrick wants to be, not what Bobby wants, not what your older brother, sister, mom, dad. Who do you want to be? If you and I can figure out who we want to be, and it's as transparent and as clear as possible, I don't have to compare myself against your success. Now here's a problem though. Say for instance, I sit there and I say, honestly. I just want to be a person that's just a regular mm-hmm. person, and I'm glad if I make 80 grand a year, 100 grand a year, I have a nice place, I'm married, I'm happy, my kids are with me, I have good relationships, I'm totally happy. If you say that... If that's what you want to be. If you say that's what you want to be. but If you say, I want something else, and you're not doing it, then what? Exactly, but watch this one here. If you say that's what you want to be, and you're content with that life, but behind closed doors, your buddy Lewis House is making millions he's doing great, he's all over the place, people are talking about it. If an ounce of envy or jealousy comes in, you either weren't being honest with yourself, because that's Mm -hmm. not exactly who you wanted to be, Mm -hmm. or you gotta ask the decision, am I living my life or his life? That's Mm -hmm. the toughest thing to do, right? Toughest thing to do. Now, the the other side of it is that, let's just say you got a big upside. You know, in sports, a lot of times, you know, Stephen A. Smith did an interview the other day, and they asked him about Vince Carter, and it was the toughest question that was asked. They said, "So." So, uh, Vince Carter, he just announced 23 years of retirement, he's leaving the NBA. Stephen A, what can you say about Vince Carter's legacy? Okay, now I don't know if you guys know who Vince Carter is. This guy dunked yeah, over the 7-footer in the Olympics, the guy amazing. retired afterwards. He, he got a contest contract for with the, elbow. A dunk contest with the elbow. Sick what he was doing in Toronto, McGrady. It's just beautiful when you watch this guy play. I remember one time he dropped 50 in the playoffs. You thought this guy's going to win the championships. Yeah. And he came from Tar Heels, North Carolina. Yeah. He's going to be the next Mike. But here's what Stephen A. said about Vince Carter. Very difficult. He said, his, you know how Stephen A. does his yeah, thing. He he's just kind of like, you know. <laughs> and he, he, you know, he typically is quick to give the answer. One second goes by. Mm. Two seconds goes by. Five seconds goes by. He still hasn't said a word. Then all of a sudden he says, well, i got to tell you, this is a good brother. I love this man. He's a great man. You know, he goes into building him up, and then he says, "But it is the most unfulfilled talent we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. Really? He says, this man should have been competing with the Kobe's of the world, the Lebrons of the world, the Jordans of the world, but we never saw it. I wish I would have seen the best of him. And you, watch, it's like a minute and 13 seconds. It's so awkward. Oh. If Vince Carter watches that and it doesn't bother him, more, more power to you because... You were happy to be in the NBA and you were cool with that. But if you watch that and it bothers you, you know deep down inside, you could have done more. Mm. So you, as the individual, have to make a decision. Either I'm going for all the I want all the marbles, and I'm willing to go be embarrassed, lose public hum- humiliation after another one, after until I get there, mm-hmm. or I'm going to live a simple life and I'm okay with this. But yeah. you have to be clear about that. That's step number one. Wow.
1: Hey, it's Lewis here, and I would love to connect directly with you. Text me the word YouTube to my number 614 350 3960 to receive weekly inspirational messages from me. Okay, and what's step two?
3: Once you're, once you're identifying that part, then it's figuring out your own talents that you have. Mm-hmm. And once I know my talents, where can my talents be used? You know, if you're a uh, numbers guy, what industry can use your talents? Well, maybe it's finance, economy, investment banker. You know, maybe it's on that side. If, if it's a creative side, maybe I'm going to go be on the marketing side. Maybe I want to be behind the scenes. I don't want to be in front of camera. I want to be the support person. Then you, then you say, well, I'm not a good number one guy. I'm a good number two person. I'm a number three person. Then you have to find out your positioning at the, po- at the point of your life. Tom was the former president of our company, PHP. Uh, one of the best decisions was hiring this guy. Mm. When I hired Tom and brought him on board, he uh, introduced me to Vistage years ago. Vistage is kind of like a YPO, EO, you're familiar with YPO. Yes. So Vistage is an element of that, it's very similar, but it's a little bit older crowd. YPO's a little bit younger, Vistage has 50, 60 year olds. right? And I, I wanna be around 60 year olds. So he introduced me to Vistage. And over the years we became very good friends before I hired him. And I said, so mm. Tom, let me ask you a question. In your life, you, you guys sold Jam Dad for 780 million, you got a massive exit but you were the number six guy. How come you don't want to be the number one guy?" He says, good question. He gave me the best answer. He says, you realize I'm 54 years old at the time when we were talking. He says, "Uh, it took me 54 years to realize I'm not a good number one. Hmm. 54 years. 54 years to realize I'm not a good number one. What would have happened if you had realized that at 30? That's the point. Every one of his biggest checks he ever got, he was the number five, the number four, or the number, every time he was number one, the company didn't do well. So sometimes we want to be number one, but maybe you're not a number one. Sometimes you want to be MJ, but maybe you're Scotty. Sometimes you want to be MJ and Scotty, but maybe you're John Paxson and Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're somebody that later on is going to be the general manager of the you know, Chicago Bulls. Your name is uh, John Paxson. Maybe you're going to be a great coach, years later winning three out of five championships. Your name is Steve Kerr. But you got to play mm-hmm. your game with your strength. So And, once... and in the season of life. Exactly. You know and in I mean? the season of life. Because you mm-hmm. may be a number six right now but you may eventually be a good number one. Maybe in, it's just not time. a different time, role, in a, a different, different package. Yes. And a, yes, but it's the sequencing, man. Everything mm. is sequencing. You what know? does
1: sequencing mean for you? What is Se-
3: that? Sequencing to me means, okay, you if you wake up every day, you have a sequence of what you do. Okay, like what's the first thing you do when you wake up?
1: Most of meditate.
3: Okay, yeah. what's the next thing you do? Make my bed. And then what's the next thing you do? Brush my teeth, shower. Okay, that's a sequence. Yeah. Okay, so that, now what if I wake up and the first thing I do, is I shower first, okay? then I go eat, then I put my clothes on, then I go to work, and I say sometime throughout the day I'm going to meditate. I just mess the whole sequence mm-hmm. up. What is the foundation of what I'm starting the day with, right? Yeah. What is the sequence of what I'm going to be doing next? If every decision you're about to make next, whether it's marriage, having kids, business partnership, a joint venture, if everything you did, you stepped away from the world, your girl, your mom, your dad, your peers, your family. You went to a restaurant, you sat there with a piece of paper saying, okay, I'm thinking about marriage. What do I need to do next? What's the next move I need to make? Mm. Then you go, I don't know if that's number one. I think that's number three. And you play that game. It's fascinating. Yeah. It's fascinating. It's like playing chess. It's yeah. like, you know, these master <clears throat> chess players, they know their next 10 to 50 moves. The amateurs were like, oh, uh, sh-
4: here we go. This is what <laughs> I'm going to do. You know, and these
3: guys are like, "Yeah, yeah, mean, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's they all see sequ- it in the future. It's all sequencing. But it takes the steps to
1: get to the future. You can't just jump to the future.
3: I mean, it's the story of Bob Iger. It's the story of uh, Ted Turner's. the story of Kirk Kirkorian. You know, how a Kirk Kirkorian went from being a regular guy in Bakersfield who didn't graduate past eighth grade, you know, goes and pays a guy a dollar to let him fly a plane and eventually becomes a pilot for Bugsy with the mob and eventually goes and becomes a pilot, buys TWA, turns it into a big company, sells it for a few hundred million dollars, then decides to go to Vegas, then he decides to buy a couple hotels, then he buys 80 acres of property across the street from Tropicana, Mm. then he buys MGM. He's not the founder of MGM. He turns it into what it is, dies at 98 years old as a multi-billionaire, gives a billion dollars to Armenia after the earthquake of 1988. This is all sequencing, man. Mm. This is all sequencing when you go through it. Everything is sequencing. And when you look at it that way, you tend to make better decisions. What was the time in your life where you tried to sequence
1: but it was the wrong sequencing and you got bad results. And yeah. then what has been the time where you had the best sequencing, where you actually mapped it out in your mind, this is the sequence, you did it, and you created those results?
3: Yeah, so there, there's two answers to that. I'll give you, I'll give you both of them. Mm-hmm. One, I tried to sequence to get married at 23 years old. You tried it. It would have been catastrophic. Now, I love the girl, great girl. We have a friendship till today. My wife sold her a policy. Wow. I mean, we met, when we met, me and my girl would double date with my wife and her boyfriend. Very weird story. Switched. Switched We just switched. They should have switched as well, <laughs> but we switched, right? Five and a half years later, she's single. I'm single. I'm like, let's go on a date. But at the time, I was forcing marriage because, you know, you're looking at everybody, so, oh, everybody's mm. getting married, and I think it's my time, and family, and I'm Armenian, I'm a Syrian, this marriage, and I'm, one day I'm like, Dude, you are not ready. I asked the question, I said, would you let your daughter marry you? I said, hell no. You asked the question to yourself. I asked the question to myself, would you let your daughter marry the 24 year old Pat right now? I said, absolutely not. I said, you ain't ready to get married. And we got the ring, married, the whole thing was lined up.
1: You got married, you were getting ready to get married. We are
3: getting ready to get married. The whole, she wasn't ready, I wasn't ready. It would have been catastrophic for both. But that journey of going that direction, it set me back three years, completely set me back. Mm. Because I was dead set on wanting to live a life of other people. I was dead set on making the decision that's gonna please the people that want me to get married, yet I don't even know what marriage means. I don't even know the complexities of marriage. I don't even know if I'm done being single. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the fear about like, if I get married, so do I still, that, that's, that's a lot of challenging stuff, and it set me back, like I said, three years. The other part is, Louis, that when you say, when did you do it? I've also done it where I've said, here's what I'm gonna do, that maybe was premature of a decision. But then in that moment, it's fight, flight, or freeze. You rise to the occasion. You rise to the occasion. Yeah. Then like when I started a company, I shouldn't, you know, at that time, I was not ready. There's no way I was ready. Had a half a million dollars in a bank. I'd been around for seven and a half years. I don't know what it is to get insurance contracts. I don't know what it is to get ENO. I don't know what kind of things insurance companies want. I don't know what I'm gonna face. We started it and I went in without knowing anything, no website, no product, no nothing. Wasn't the smartest decision one night. I come home. My wife has the miscarriage. at one thirty in the morning My bank accounts at $13,000. I have no idea what to do when I tell you I have no idea. I have no idea what to do I came back. I said listen you put yourself in this position Now it's too late. Yeah, so some people may be watching. They're saying well I have to have a fresh start with my marriage or my business or this and this and that and let me just close shop Well, no, that's also not the case also the case is maybe What's the best thing you can do with the current situation you have? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, had to make the best of it. And we made some right moves and uh, we did get some, you know, we, we experienced some luck and we worked hard. And the next thing you know, things grew yeah. from having a few hundred agents to now 15, 16,000 agents in 49 states. We weren't expecting that. We were not expecting that. And I'm not talking about being in a company, having salespeople. This is having to hire CFOs, mm-hmm. raising money, founding it's very complex without a four-year degree, without a two-year degree, without a finance. It's very complicated, yeah. but somehow it happens. So yes, I would say sometimes uh, uh, there are many times where the sequencing wasn't right, but there are times that also wasn't right, but you have to make the best of it. You made it work. Yeah, yeah. you got to make it work.
1: And what's the difference between entrepreneur versus entrepreneur? and how do you know if you should be entrepreneur, and entrepreneur, or if you should be entrepreneurial Yeah with a team and a mission that has funds and resources and it's not all on your shoulders?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, one of the things we talk about in this book, your next five moves is knowing, you know, when you decide how you wanna create your wealth and who you wanna be. Meaning, okay, so who do you wanna be? I wanna be an entrepreneur. I wanna be an entrepreneur, I wanna be a solopreneur, I wanna be a content creator, I wanna be an influencer, I wanna be an inventor, I wanna be an investor. So you you kinda figure out what angle you wanna go and who you wanna be. Yep. And then you figure out which one you want to do next. You may want to be an entrepreneur, but entrepreneur may make sense next, right? You want it to be an entrepreneur may make sense next. So this movement of entrepreneur got a lot of people to become entrepreneurs who should have never become entrepreneurs. Right. Okay, they just should have never become entrepreneurs because they did not experience the element of being an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur thinks, works, is wired, looks at money, people, talent, recruits, sells sells the dream, everything an entrepreneur does is identical to the entrepreneur. Mm. The only difference between the entrepreneur and the entrepreneur is the entrepreneur put up the money. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Meaning, there is nothing else that's different there. The same amount of sacrifices this guy's willing to make, this guy's willing to make. He just didn't put up the money, right?
1: Which is a whole different level of sacrifice. A whole different level pressure, of sacrifice. Pressure, stress. You got it. Yeah.
3: And that's one of the reasons why the entrepreneur respects the entrepreneur. Mm. It's like the hidden code, listen man, I'm willing to do everything you're doing, but I didn't put up money. Salute, I respect you. This is why you're number one, I'm number two. But I salute you, what do we need to do, right? And there's that element of respect for one another. Now, the entrepreneur has to be willing to allow an entrepreneur to exist. So for example, Bob Iger's story. Bob Iger starts off with ABC years ago, young guy coming out, doesn't know what he wants to do, accidentally gets a job, he starts working at ABC, then he works his way up, then it's his dream to be a, a CEO of Disney, then he eventually becomes the CEO of Disney. He's the CEO of Disney for 15, 16 years. He ends up closing George Lucas and buy Star Wars. Right. He ends up buying Marvel. He ends up buying Pixar from Steve Jobs. And he ends up buying Fox. You do these four transactions. His salary was $67 million a year. Wow. Not net worth. Salary. Never was an entrepreneur. Right. Bob Iger was never an entrepreneur. Clippers, right here, Balmer. Balmer's worth $56, $57 billion. He's not an entrepreneur. Wow. He was an employee, number five or number really? six. At, yeah, he's never he, he, was, he was an employee at Microsoft. Wow. And then eventually, Paul Allen didn't want to do it anymore. He kind of wanted to step down. Bill Gates comes and gets Balmer. Ballmer takes it to the next level. Ballmer now owns the Clippers. So there are many entrepreneurs that started the company that own 100% of their business, but they're making 80 grand a year. Right. They're making 600 grand a year because they wanted 100% of control. Palmer's like, listen, I'm good. Gates started it, but I'm worth $58 billion. (laughs) So so the road to what you're solving for, you don't have to say, I have to be an entrepreneur. No, no you don't. Maybe the better option for you is go find, if you can find a killer on the way up. Mm -hmm. If you can find a killer on the way up. So, you know, if you looked at everybody as a stock, let's just say we started looking at everybody as a stock. Okay? So you have small cap, mid cap, large cap. What's the difference between a small cap, mid cap, large cap? It's a dollar amount. You know five billion less five billion two and then you have the large cap you know all these disneys walmarts these are a large cap right but the key is if you can figure out when they're a small cap the key is if you're at the paypal mafia group and you see somebody who says that guy's gonna start yelp i'm gonna go run with that guy that guy's gonna start uh, you know tesla uber uber, uber, uber yeah. that guy peter thiel i want to go do something with him i don't care if i am his number two or number three I want to go with this guy. He put a half a million dollars into Facebook, worth a couple billion dollars. This guy's coming up. I want to go where, like Maverick Carter is going to yeah. be somebody in the next yeah. 20 years, right? If you can figure out a way to run with him because you mm-hmm. are one contact away from LeBron. So if a guy wants to get into media, and let's just say you want to do something in the African-American community, figure out a way to go work for Maverick Carter. Mm-hmm. His stock's going to be high 20 years from now. Right. I mean, it's big today, but I'm talking really yeah, high. Yeah. So if you can make a list of guys where you can have an eye for it, it's almost like picking a husband or a wife. You know, because picking a husband or a wife, there's a risk factor. You go to dinner and you say, babe, I love you so much. You're so beautiful. You make my day. When I see you, I'm just like I'm in heaven. It's like I don't see anybody else. It's just clouds around me and <laughs> angels. You know, and I see birds when we're together. And then the marriage conversation comes up and your brain, you become a mathematician all of a sudden. <laughs> I don't know. I say 72% chance we get a divorce, but I'm willing to take that 28% chance risk. So there's an element that we get judged for our Mm. friends. We get judged for who we marry. We get judged for our girlfriend, our boyfriend. We get judged for career industry. You also get judged on who you decide to lock onto and run with as a right-hand person or as the person that you want to be their right-hand person. But if you can look at people as stocks and you saw somebody that has a big upside, you lock onto them early, it's going to be a wild ride. I
1: want you to think about this. What are your next five moves? What are they going to be? What are you going to do? Think about it, then act. And in this next section, financial expert Ramit Sethi shares how to stop throwing your money away and how to start building your own rich life. Okay, let's talk about the $150,000 a year and under people. They've been, you know, working hard jobs. They've been trying to save their money, but it just seems like they haven't been able to get past whatever it is, 50 grand a year, 100 grand a year, 150K, they've been kind of stuck, or they've crossed 100 grand a year and more problems have come to them because Mm -hmm. they're making more and spending more. And they feel more broke than ever because they have no clue what they're doing with their finances still. It's the end of the year. They're about to start a new year soon. And they feel overwhelmed or just clueless still about and educated about their money and what what their options are for just being having peace of mind, structure, organization, and knowing that they don't have to stress about it and they can go earn more and it's gonna pay off for them. What's a few simple things that they should be doing right now to have a checklist to do before the end of the year to then crush for a whole 12 months moving forward?
5: All right, I'm gonna give you something called the ladder of personal finance, which tells you where your money should go. Okay, this is just step by step, put your money here and if you want to know all the details about it, you can check out the system. So It's in the book too. The, the, it's yeah. in great detail in the book. Got it. All right. So if you've got some money lying around, what should you do with it? First of all, if you've got a 401k match at work, you should max that out. That's free money, take advantage of it. And if you're not sure what that means, go to your HR person and say, does this company match any 401k contributions? If they say yes, do what I said. Uh, next, if you've got debt, pay it off. Paid off aggressively. You know what's interesting is that most people in debt who I talk to don't actually know how much they owe. And that's shocking. Ooh. You would think, of course they would know. No, they don't because who wants to proactively- Stare at their debt all day. <laughs> yeah, and just feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You feel much better when you have a plan. Mm. And the number one question I ask folks uh, when they tell me they have debt, I say, number one, do you know how much you owe? They never do. Number two, for the rare people who say, you know, 15,000 or 70,000, whatever, I say, what is your debt payoff date? You can actually Ooh. plug it in. You can pay, uh, plug in a debt payoff calculator online. You can map it all out and you will be able to know the exact month your debt will be paid off. Based on how much you're spending right now. On Based it. on how much you're contributing to that debt payoff. Now, you will be able to see that if you add an extra 50 bucks a month or 100 bucks a month, that thing will actually oftentimes shorten by years because of the interest. It doesn't matter if it's gonna take you three months or four years to pay off your debt. It doesn't matter to me. What matters is that you know the date.
1: It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month.
5: That's betterhelp.com help, slash L-E-W-I-S. Okay, so that's number two, pay off any debt you've got. Three, if you've got money left over, uh, go to your Roth IRA. And if you can, max that out. That's a great tax-advantaged account. It's a gross save. tax deferred. Is that yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, so that's three. That's three. Okay. It's actually post-tax money. And then four, if you still got money, you're going to go to back to your 401k, which is uh, another tax-advantaged account. You're going to max that out. If you still got money, you're going to create a non-taxable, non-retirement account, and just put your money in there. Now, there's a few other wrinkles to this. There's HSAs available, there's also your emergency fund that's talked about in the book, and all these things, they're details. But that just shows you, when you've got money, this is where you go. There's a structured way of thinking about it. A ladder towards a ladder. financial success. Exactly, and if you follow the steps, it's almost like, the, like a waterfall, it just goes from step one to step two to step three, and your money's going where it needs to go automatically, and you will feel great. You'll feel great, which is so important. And also, you're going to look at your accounts and see debts going down. Investment and savings are going up. And all of a sudden, you wake up six months from now, and you're like, oh my God, I didn't realize I have that much saved in my savings account. That's because of the decision you made today. Mm. Let's say you're you know, working a job,
1: making decent money but you're not really breaking through and you're struggling to earn more to get out of that 50K a year mm. type of range, maybe around there. And all your friends are making the same amount. All mm. your peers are in the same boat. And everyone's stressed about money. And you hear someone say, well, you know, you may earn the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. Should they cut all those five friends out of their life? Because like, well, you know, my peers are holding me back. The, if they're having those negative conversations or how can they – start to level up yeah. without cutting people out of their lives. Yeah,
5: I, I never encourage anyone to cut off their friends, uh, and I think that's a common misconception that you have to close all the doors to your friends. Look, I've got friends from high school, junior high, that I still hang out with, and uh, I'm not judging them based on their bank account. I don't even know how much they make or how much they're worth. That's not why I'm friends. But th- the average of the five people you're surrounded with, that is a very powerful idea. And instead of closing the door on the people you hang out with, why not open the door to some new people? Mm. Why not find people who go to your conference, for example, or who are on my site, people who are ambitious, who have gone through these programs and say, you know what, can we set up a weekly check-in? It could be five minutes, it could be over text, but let's set up this check-in and just say, what did you wanna do last week? Did you execute? Why or why not? Every week, 9 a.m., Monday, let's do it. That's how you suddenly meet a group of people who are unapologetically ambitious. Mm. And that will change everything for you. Because instead of having to drag people to these self-development conferences and they say, that's weird, I don't want to do it. The people you actively seek out are going to be like, yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do it. And that's powerful. Yeah. So find the
1: new communities that you can have these conversations with. Yeah. And... Don't cut everyone out of your life, but just start having those conversations with people that are more aggressive.
5: Yeah, like, do you know what I told people to do on my Instagram account? So I told people, it's important to find other people who support you. A lot of you are waiting around for some like millionaire to fall out from the sky and invite you to their private group. It's never gonna happen, never. Uh, Instead, why don't you start it yourself? Mm. And I said, go into my comments, write who you're looking for, and then invite someone to join you. I like that. You don't need to wait, no one's coming to rescue you. It's not a Disney movie, nobody's coming, it's only you. So take control and go find someone and then build that together. Mm, I like that. Cody working on the cameras here asked a really good question. Does my opinion on investing in real estate change if you live in the Midwest? And I think the answer is, yeah, it can. Um, The calculus on buying a house in the Midwest is different than cities like Manhattan, San Francisco, and LA. LA, So again, the message here is not don't ever buy a house, but it's run the numbers to make sure that you're making the right financial decision.
1: I love this message from Ramit. And I'm curious, what does your rich life look like? It's such a crucial question to ask ourselves often, as oftentimes this might change. And in this next section, motivational speaker Lisa Nichols shares how to stop getting in your own way and how she personally was able to overcome that challenge. What happened next for her is truly remarkable. How important is the thoughts that you say in your mind quietly every day and the words you speak out loud every day? How important are they mm. together? And which one is more valuable if you can only choose one? Negative Ooh. thoughts, but positive words, <laughs> positive <laughs> thoughts, but negative words, or do yeah. they both need to be in alignment towards your mission and purpose?
0: Well, um, so I'll start with this. Your life is a physical manifestation of the conversation going on in your head. <sighs> I'm going to start with
1: that. Can we just speak for like 24 <laughs> hours on this. I love this.
0: Right. Your life is a physical manifestation of the conversation going on in your head. So if you said nothing but thought everything, your life is gonna show up to make your thoughts true. So you have one job. You have one job in your life for you to make what you think about life true so that you're not wrong. You don't wanna walk around wrong, 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 wrong. You Mm -hmm. wanna be right about the life you see. So you're going to work hard, work hard to produce the life that you talk about in your mind. Whether that life is no one loves me, Mm -hmm. I'm all alone. Mm -hmm. You can be in a group of people and you will think I'm so alone and, and and you will feel alone and things will show up to cosign your loneliness just because you're looking for that. And so, um, if you start with, I'm going to say the mind, like the mind is that thing. The mind is the core engine. It starts all things. It shuts all things down. When I start thinking something different, I'm like, hold on, stop. I want to think something. I shut down that behavior. I shut down that outcome. When I birth something, I birth it in my mind. I focus on my mind. I see myself there in my mind. Before I got on with you, I was doing guided visualizations. Mm. I'm recording them. So people, and I I mean, they're juicy. And I'm saying, see yourself here. Because if you can see it, and then the the key is evoke the emotion Mm -hmm. as if you were there. Yep. Right, and that's why people are who are sad all the time are sad because they're thinking of things that make them sad, and then the emotion follows the thought. Mm. So, I'm gonna say everything starts with your thought, Lewis. But let me just say this when you speak, you speak your future into the world, you speak yes. your future, whatever you say, whatever falls off your tongue. When, when you say, I am, right. The unconscious mind says and you are so whatever comes on the other side of that and so you 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 ask me a hard question which one is most important <laughs> thought it starts with the thought i think the thought is the that's where everything originates and then you add a whole lot of turbo boost to it with your tongue yeah so when you align the two and then you add to it like the, the b12 the B 12 of action action is like, action is like, that's the nitro. That's the nitro. Like, uh, 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 right. And I see so many people, they think it, they write it, they journal it, they talk about it and they do no action. And I go, you understand that the action is that that's like, that's like putting the, the flower in the sun because mm-hmm. it requires sun. And so, yeah.
1: Yeah. I had, it is a beautiful explanation. And I had a Navy seal on, uh, I don't know, six, seven months ago. His name is Chad, and he, he talked about, as a seal, uh, he, he used the tongue as a rudder in a boat. And he said, what you speak is going to lead you down, you know, the ocean or the river or wherever on the boat you're on. And so he never says anything negative out loud because it's so powerful mm-hmm. in the Navy mm-hmm. SEALs. He talked about how powerful it is. No matter how much pain they're experiencing mm-hmm. in Hell Week and all this stuff they're dealing with, they never allow the tongue to speak something mm. negative otherwise they'll ultimately mm. quit and give up
0: right 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 it's right right it's right, right.
1: painful to right. deal with what they deal with right to then say oh i'm hurting no, i'm, I'm tired yeah, oh, i can't right.
0: do it right right don't 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 speak that don't speak that into the universe. you no. just cuz whatever you speak feels like it expands
4: of course right
0: energy grows where energy goes it expands so speak life speak possibility there is not one dark situation that doesn't have a glimmer of light it doesn't mean it's going to be convenient to see.
1: <laughs> That's true. And most
0: of us are looking for convenient light.
1: Yes. Oh, man. I want to speak for like five more hours <laughs> with you. But I, I want to I want to try to finish with a few final questions here. Yes. Um, even though I don't want to finish this. Let's we'll have to come you back again on. Yeah, time. we'll bring you back on. do
0: this again. I promise it won't be as, as challenging <laughs> to get me in the future. I promise, my friend.
1: I, I want to talk about, uh, for a moment, purpose because – I feel like right now we're seeing a lot of people with scattered purposes, especially with everything that's happening in the world over the last uh, three months, six months. I'm seeing so many big influencers go through divorce who were publicly had great relationships. I'm seeing people's businesses go under because of they were in the events business or whatever, and they weren't Mm -hmm. able to adapt and shift. I'm Mm -hmm. seeing uh, people scattered with their purpose and unclear. Right. How can people – let's speak to this because I think it's two different questions. One is how to truly figure out what your purpose is because I think it's seasonal. You know, what your purpose was when you were 10 is different now. I do. I agree. It's seasonal, so it's hard for – it's a very broad question, and I don't want to set you up with that uh, because I think it's unfair when people ask you that for me. But if you you think, I know what my purpose is – like, I know I'm meant to go do this thing. I, th- I think I'm supposed to go after this. I feel like maybe I should try this thing, but I'm afraid.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you, how would you coach someone who knows what they're supposed to do, or at least they think they do until they figure it out and it's not it or it is it. How do you coach people or encourage people to actually do it, to actually overcome that final hurdle of fear? Whether they're afraid of failure, afraid of success, afraid of judgment, whether they've got a really good life and a really good job, but it's just not there. It's not pulling them to their ultimate purpose. Where do you, where do you share in that line?
0: So um, one of the first things I do is I ask them to please, let's quantify and give life to what does it cost you to stay still? Ooh. So, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a straight no chaser kind of girl right i'm a i'm a i'm a'm we're not just going towards something we also have to realize that to the same degree that you ask the weight loss uh why did I do it i because what would it cost me with all my success what would it have cost me to stay in that two hundred and twenty pound body what's the cost and so when I saw that that's why i responded I, I if i if i didn't give myself this right I was very clear with the cost so number one. I would say, what does it cost you? And I and I, my students know me. I do this in my in my workshop, my trainings for my 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 platinum level students and my coaches and students that are getting certified to be a Lisa Nichols uh, trainer. And I, I ask them hard questions. What does it cost you mm-hmm. to stay in that mindset? And they have to list it. And I say, and well, what part of the price have you already paid? And they just get visceral. They're like, ah. And I say. So how long, I don't know, whatever you want, how much longer do you want to pay that price? Right. Are, are, two are years, we, 10
1: years, two right. months.
0: Are, are, are we PIF? Are we paid in full now? <laughs> <laughs> are, are we PIF?
1: Uh, I paid we, in full and I am keep paying.
0: <laughs> exactly. And so uh, I use this metaphor that if you went to the store and bought a dozen eggs and you went home and you scrambled all the eggs and you cooked the eggs and then you took the empty carton back to the grocery store and you said, I'd like to buy these again. The 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 cashier will go. But you already bought them. Why are you buying? It? Why are you paying for it again? That's what we're doing. We're paying for the same behavior over and over again. And so, one get clear that you're PIF, <laughs> that you're paid in full for not being in action. Like I, I I've already paid it. I I, I I've I've done three years of wanting a dream and not have, whatever your reasons are. Right. Number two is let's talk about everything that happens if you fail. Let's just unpack that.
1: You go let's back unpack- to where you're at now. Yeah, you'll...
0: Right, right. Oh, actually, you never are back to where you are now because now you got some kind of lesson that you didn't experience. have. Yeah. Right, you got some kind of experience. So, so what happens if you fail? Okay, great. So what lessons can we pull out of that? So now let's agree to if we fail, let's fail forward. So then let's define what does failing forward look like. So then we get very descriptive on what does failing forward look like? What will I do with the lessons? Um, What will I, I'll document four to six things I did right. And I'll document two to three things that I can improve upon and I'll implement them all on the next go round. So then we take out all the possibility. And I even go as far as saying, so what if people judge you? I unpack it. What do people judge you? Let let's say they like they talk really bad about you on social media for like a three days. Like it goes a while. Well, then what happens? Mm-hmm. Well, on on the sixth day, I get up and do it again. So all of a sudden, I take all the all the juice out of the out of the out of the balloon of all. We just deep dive into the darkness of your illusions. Deep dive into the darkness of your mind. So like, what? Okay. Well, my I lose this money. Okay, you lost how much? Forty thousand. Okay, all forty thousand gone. So now what? I don't know. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's figure out a plan because you already lost the money. We lost the money. Let's, let's, now I can start saving again. Or I can do whatever. Okay, great. So then every, all these big possibilities are now just situations. Mm-hmm. Then I go to, so what can we do to eliminate the possibility of that occurring? So now we go into strategy. So I'm real big on strategy. I'm real big on milestones. I believe that you should not set a macro goal without setting several micro goals. Mm. So I live in micro goals. Like my number that I wanna generate this year, I don't ever look at that after after November of the year prior. After November, 2019, I don't really look at it. I look at every monthly goal, because that's my milestone. I know that goal, and I know that goal is tied into my annual goal. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to worry about it. So I'm seeing if I'm on track, all track, on track, because I can handle that, that's palatable right so then a lot of times entrepreneurs set like like big bodacious goal and you have a release of endorphins when you first set it but then it goes away because you don't even know how you're gonna get there yeah and so i'm real big on my like just on my campus i'm real big on three things a strategy right milestones and accountability yeah by when dates by when by who Right. And so make it doable. Make it so you can see it. Set it up in 90 days. And so um, I I, I think that purpose comes with a plan. And oftentimes we live we leave purpose so big and so ambiguous that it feels difficult to touch. And so if you're supposed to inspire millions. okay, great. So for August. How many are you gonna touch toward that million? We're gonna get to millions. We're gonna get to million. But are we touching 5,000? Are we touching 50,000? Mm-hmm. And then by November, did you grow your social media platform by 3% or by 30%? Like less something trackable and measurable so that you can see that purpose being fulfilled, so you can trust your picker. So many of us haven't had enough indicators, mm-hmm. haven't had enough uh, evidence that we've done it the way we thought we would do it, or better, that now you're starting to pull back on trusting your picker. Well, you need evidence. If the court of law sends a man to prison because of evidence, or lets a woman walk because of lack of evidence, then why not use evidence in your Mm. life that you're ready for such a time as this? But you have to set it up in such a way where you can see the trackable evidence.
1: Are you getting in your own way? What can you do today to change that? Really think about it. What are the things that are holding you back? What are those big challenges? And you got to let them go. Get out of your own way. And in this next section, entrepreneur Grant Cardone shares how to think bigger around money and really the idea of thinking way beyond what you think is possible. Let's check it out. Biggest failure you've ever experienced and the biggest lesson you learned from it
4: biggest failure personally professionally yeah yeah yeah. well i mean man so many failures like you know i wasted so many so many years nine years on drugs that was Mm. a big failure um the big lesson though mm, the lesson there is don't Don't be on drugs (laughs) (laughs) any drug dude yeah like any like like i'm telling you these drugs are so they're so dangerous you know you because particularly if you have a lot of potential Mm -hmm. um yeah don't use drugs man Uh, number two, uh, uh, another, another mistake was, uh, you know, and I, I was too conservative with money for too long. I I listened to my rich uncle. He was a millionaire uncle. I listened to my, my rich, uh, my millionaire uncle had too much of an influence for too long over, over my life. I I should have been learning. I should have been watching what the billionaires do. They don't operate like millionaires. How do they operate differently? They throw down. Totally different. Like think the think is completely different. Mm. They they don't worry about quarters. The millionaires worried about quarters. He's a miser. They're misers. I know people worth four and five million dollars. They're total misers. Total like degraded. It, it, they're as bad off as the freaking guy on a street corner. Mm. You know, won't give anybody anything. Won't share anything. Looks for every shortcut, every sale. Well, I know a guy that's a car dealer that. He he must own twenty five car dealerships. He probably makes I don't know four five hundred. He, he he's got to be worth a billion dollars. Really, he goes twice a year and gets one of his employees to get a new Macy's card, so he can get an extra fifteen percent off. Really, freaking complete insanity. You know, he's a, probably a billionaire on paper, but not a billionaire in his heart. Because mm. the the real players, the real guys, they'll go out and buy a jet. That's why I bought a jet. Mm-hmm. i'm like okay my millionaire uncle would never buy a jet that's a bad investment but the billionaires they all own them why because they value time more than money mm-hmm. right they want to buy time because it doesn't make sense financially for you no you're losing money on no, totally all jet. all, all, yeah. all jets go to zero mm-hmm. so when you buy a jet for 60 million you know that jet's going to zero. One day it's going to be in some salvage some joint somewhere being taken apart for parts so all jets go to zero so you know when you're buying it, it's going down to zero. It's not going to be worth more money. But the things it brings you. But dude, it buys you. It buys you. A jet is not like a boat, by the way. A jet can get you to business. Mm-hmm. People go to boats. Jets go to people.
1: Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this Already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide.
4: And so I, I can just tell you we bought that jet two years ago. I paid for it the first year. From it, the deals you got, it, the it time got me to new places. And, yeah. yeah. And and it got me a better quality of life because now my kids are with me, you know, hanging out. And, yeah. Peace of mind as well. Yeah. yeah. So big, big failures. Uh, I did business with a guy when I was forty-five years old that I shouldn't have done business with. That mm-hmm. was a huge, huge mistake. And a uh, big lesson I got from that though was, you know, I'm not, I'm not. I know what's true. I know when I see the indicators on a dude, I don't need anybody to tell me he's all right or not all right. I know what I know. Trust the intuition. Yeah. Trust your discernment. And what I see, not just the the feeling, but like people do certain things bad guys do thir- and bad women they they just they can't hide it they do yeah. do certain things yeah if you just pay attention everybody has ever been in a bad relationship with somebody that left them with a worse situation there was some clue along the way that you just denied mm-hmm. later you're like damn i knew it man <laughs> exactly i knew i knew she had something i knew he had something mm-hmm. You know, and now they gave it to me. Like that old saying, whatever happens in Vegas stays, stays in Vegas. Vegas yeah. That's not true. Yeah, <laughs> Chlamydia will go with you everywhere. <laughs> it's true. Right. Images will go online of what Im- happened.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Social or media. Mental, how about mental images? That's true. Yeah, that's true. You know. Uh, biggest thing that's holding you back right now that's uh, holding you back from reaching the next level?
4: Uh, Man, I don't know. Courage, probably. You know. You don't think you have enough courage? I think I could use a dash more.
1: Really, yeah. what do you, what would you say is the biggest thing that holds him back from reaching to what his potential is in the next, you know, year or right now? Nothing's holding him back.
4: That's my wife. She she believes in me. Wow. You know, why do I mean, you why I mean, do you say courage? I mean, well, because because you know, rather than bragging about the you know ninety million dollar deal I'm going to do. I could go figure out how to do 900 million at one time, you know, but instead I'm going to take the easy, I'm going to take mm. the layup. Why are you taking the layup and not the slam dunk? Cause man, dude, that's a big deal. 90 million million's a big deal. Heck yeah. Right. And I'm like, damn, that's huge. a big deal, dude. Like, like, but, but, but if I was going to look, if I look back over my career, right. That's what I've been doing the whole time. I've been making the, I've been making the layups, mm. even though they look like, Oh God damn, that's, that's huge. Right. But, what are we comparing? We just compare We're just doing the middle class comparison thing. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk is going to Mars, man. Yeah. So, you know, and they're like, there's no life there. We'll create it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put two fusion bombs above it and we'll freaking explode them. And maybe something will happen. I'm like, damn, that's big. Man. See, crazy. And that's why, man, that's, that's the people you want to learn from. Yeah. Not just anybody and everybody online. People should be inspired by just a two or three or four people like that. That The think is so enormous, right? So, anyway, rather than doing the $90 million deal, I should like, hey, why don't I just go do 10 of those at one time? 900. Mm-hmm. You know, the 10X thing, it doesn't really, there is no end to the 10X. No, thing. Like once it,
1: you're there, then it's another 10X. Well, a 10
4: is, a, and the X is a multiplier. Yeah. So, most people miss that in the book. They're like, oh, it's 10X. You got to 10X everything. I'm like, dude, the X is a multiplication symbol. It's 10 times, mm. right? And it doesn't end. It just keeps timing. So, you know that song? I think Jay-Z does it. He's like, 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, 5 mil- No, 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, 20 million. I'm so good at math. Because he's he's jumping. He's All looking right. for leaps. And so I would go do a $900 million deal. That would be so awesome. What's it going to take for you to go do that now? Courage and, and and a heavy pitch. I mean, I need a whipping cream pitch. I think like got it. I think you got both of those don't <laughs> I you? need a whipping cream pitch, dude. Heavy, heavy whipping cream. And oh, and, <laughs> <laughs> you just got that. And, and I need, uh, I need some dough, dude. Oh, you need, need money need, to do that. Yeah, I mean, I need, I need a hundred. I need, yeah, two hundred twenty-five million. So who's got go your money? There. That's right. That's the battle cry. Who's got the but money? See, this is good, dude. You got know, me all jacked up, man. I'm gonna make you piece of this, deal <laughs> Who's got this the 100 happened million? right here who's in the, the house the, of greatness? Who's got the hundred million that you can go get? Yeah, I can get the right 225. Now. The 225 is not the problem. It's like, can I go pitch? Who do you need to pitch to? I need to pitch to a group. I Which need to, group? I, I need to find somebody that needs me on the ground. You know, Who needs Chinese, it? Chinese, Japanese. There's no one here locally. Uh, this deal could be, could be, could be. You know, I need to go think that way. See, see now, damn dude, the school of greatness. <laughs> That's why, well, come here. Huh? That's why people no, come this here. That's why people come here. it's big, dude. Because see, see, now, here's the problem with me. Once I bite the apple, I don't let go of it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I'll never be able to get off this 900 now. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. If
1: I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're playing small. Yeah. I feel like you've been playing. Like, you play big to the like so many people that watch you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. knowing you and being around your energy and uh-huh. seeing how you do events, I'm just like, Damn, Grant is just like throwing it down and it's so easy for him. They look yep. big, but it's not that big for you. You're right, dude. It's so small. Dude. Compared to what I know you're capable of. Dude. And I see like like the confidence that you have in the Fuck way you, you. pitch. Fuck you. Why
4: are you talking dirty to me? <laughs> the confidence <laughs> Shit, you have I'll in cheat? the way you pitch. Elaine, I'm about to cheat, cheat on you right now. <laughs> I'm serious though. She's like, she'd be like, let's roll. Here's the thing. Yeah, yeah. The no,
1: confidence awesome, I have man. when I watch your videos. Of you just on the phone with someone selling, like whether it's a $500 package to mm-hmm. $500,000 package. Yeah, yeah, You just have so much. Um, there's just nothing that holds you back. Mm-hmm. And so I don't understand. It's just a couple extra zeros. Dude, 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 nobody the even same, knows It's the same sa- deal. It's the same deal. Between a $2 sticker and a $2 million deal, it's the same deal. And you got the courage and the energy to make it happen already. So I don't know what Good. the hell you're waiting for. It's wrong. Dude. Who's got your money? Go give them a call right now. There's so much money on this planet. So much.
4: It's unbelievable. I want to come in. Here's what I see, want. See, but look, we, when we start, we start having these conversations, it's like I'm like at a campfire. Here's the thing. I, I feel like I got. My, I need a marshmallow right now. <laughs> we're, we're toasting the marshmallows, and you're my camp teacher, right? Uh, <laughs> this is getting weird, right? Okay. <laughs> hey, what are, you, what, are you, what are you doing in my camping bag? <laughs> That's weird. Okay, so I'm in here. I'm roasting my marshmallows, and you're like, hey, man, dude. And I'm like, dude, and the stars are out there, and it's dark, and it's uh, nice. No mosquitoes, though. Oh, and, I hate mosquitoes. Oh, I fucking hate them, man. We went to St. Bart's, man. There were so many mosquitoes. That, I can't go. Mosquitoes love me. I can't oh, do Do they it. do? I can't then go Then you have anywhere. to come. Oh, uh, no. Because if they love you, they'll stay off of me. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so you see, you just changed my life, Here's bro. the thing I want to- And this I, is the beautiful, beautiful thing about being around people like you. Uh-huh. You know, getting around the right people. Yeah, yeah. I want a commitment from you yeah. of a date this year that you're going to land a $900 million deal. Man, I can't do that this year, dude. I mean, why not? not? Why? We, we don't need to put a date on it, okay? I don't need to put a date on it, but I but I can say that. I want to know by when. Yeah. Whether I, it's this year. I could year probably pull this off. Or next year. Yeah, I could pull this off. I could probably pull this off. Well, one, I guarantee I'll pull it off in my lifetime. Yeah, but why not this year? Why Why dude, does it have to be three, I'm the five more years? i one with the jet, years? bitch. <laughs> I'll take time out of the equation. <laughs> Trust me, man. I already got. I see the target. Once I see the target, okay, right. it's how fast can we get there now? Yeah. So how fast? So you inspired me, bro. I'm gonna give you. I think. I. I think we should give him like a small percentage of the deal, <laughs> don't you?
1: <laughs> I don't need anything. I want now, the satisfaction now that, that you're now gonna create. Why you create. say that? Because I know I'm offering it to you. Well, if you want to give it to me, I'll take it. Shit, man, that'd be good, dude. That'd be good.
4: I'll take it. That'd be good. You know how much mileage we could get out of that. I'm in. I'm in. Whatever you want to give me, I'll take it. But I tell you what, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do the nine hundred million dollar deal, and I'll do it within thirty six months. Thirty six. Yeah. And what I'll try it? to take time out of that. And uh-huh. when I do it, by the way, I'll come back here, okay, and I'll, I'll make it available on social media while we're doing the deal. That'd be huge.
1: That'd
4: be huge. I would love to I see I close the doors, okay? So now I also have to figure out how to get a group to let me actually make it visible and they don't like that. Mm. Cuz well, you know how all these rich people they go behind mm-hmm. the curtain, you know, they get rich and they're like, okay, now we're going dark. Right. Maybe don't have that, to announce who they are
1: or something, but yeah. Yeah, I would like to see you see it shrink that in half the time.
4: 18 months? That's the number. I don't know, I was, I don't that's know what why I was thinking. I was thinking you're playing so months. safe. We were that's thinking sh- 18 months. We were thinking 18 months. You're just playing it
1: safe right now. Do I have to? I don't know. I don't know why you're waiting.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got everything at your disposal, but right? Dude, this I moment. mean, I need. I mean, I need money. I need two twenty-five. I need 225 well, who, two twenty-five million. There's guys who have that, right? They you can just right. say, "Give, me, right. the, give me, but the money, me the money." Then I need the property. I need nine hundred million dollars worth of property. So that's that's nine thousand apartments. That's what that is. Nine thousand. Seems like that many. How many you got right now? I got four thousand. So I got to do almost a little yeah. more than double. Yeah, it's not a big <laughs> deal, man. Seems like yeah. nothing. Yeah, man. Me let's on, go baby. get me on ellen let's
1: go <laughs> she's not gonna do it for you no you're gonna do it for she you won't have me on the show either, exactly man. i like this
4: um okay like, let's you're fucking carnivore let's go over you know, a few we don't more have <laughs> <laughs> this is daytime tv man <laughs> let's do a few more questions you okay know? i love you i love you lewis I, I love everybody too. out there in podcast land okay you got to give lewis lewis some super props <laughs> awesome dude man
1: awesome dude. i appreciate it um Let's talk about balance. Yeah, because I'm sure there's people listening right now who are thinking like Grant is crazy. Yeah, he's got everything he wants. He's got more money than I could ever dream of. This seems unrealistic. Yeah, that was
4: good. That conversation we just had. though. Yeah, it was. I feel like I was with my priest. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, does he have a balanced life? He's got yeah. two. Ki- do his kids ever see him? Does his wife ever see him? Do they? Is it just about money, money, money all day long, money, or is money, there money, anything money. else? That's, or is there anything else that's invaluable to his life? Dude, I spend
4: more time with my kids than 99 percent of the people I know. Mm. I spend more time with my wife than ninety nine point nine percent of all the husbands out there. So you guys, you guys judging me from freaking fifty six miles away, you know, you don't know what I do. You know? People be like, Man, do you ever sleep? I sleep more than most human beings. Okay. You <laughs> you 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 guys don't see all that because you see what I do when I'm awake. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm the guy that's on Snapchat with my kids. And getting hated on for that. Oh, why you got your three-year-old? Uh, cause she's in my life. I mean, what should I put her in a closet? (laughs) (laughs) Right. You know? Uh, oh man, you got your wife on there. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I got my wife on there. You know what? I'm proud of my wife. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing my life. I'm not doing a Snapchat or a YouTube video or a real estate deal. I'm doing my life. So when you challenge me with the 900 million, the first thing I'm doing like, I don't know if you saw my whole head just spinning mm. off right here, dude. I was like, I'm just going through all the calculations. Time, money, where's it gonna happen? Who do I gotta pitch? I mean, I mean, I'm glad I came here. You I don't too, know if man. anybody else will get anything out of this. I guarantee you, I'm gonna make more money than there's gonna be views. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I'm inspired. So yeah, I got plenty of balance. Mm. You know, I'm just not in search of it. Right. Cause Cause I'm, I'm doing it my life. life. Yeah, you're doing it all. my life.
1: It's all together, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you're, See, and you're, I take out whatever, other- I take
4: whatever, you know, I take whatever, whatever's on the table is what I take. Mm-hmm. So, I just take whatever's there. Yeah, you know what? What I mean by that is, I'm not trying to spin plates. I'm not trying to manage an activity. Time management is another management activity. Mm-hmm. It is completely ridiculous that people without time would try to manage it. Like, dude, you can't even manage what you have now. Why would you end up with another task? All right. Now, time, man. Oh, now I got to manage my time. Okay. So, you know, I know Tim Ferriss, he, uh, the four-hour work week. I don't know why. Every time I say time management, I think about Tim Ferriss. I'm like, dude, that's just that's dumb. Ain't nobody ever done a four-hour work week. I'd kill myself. Might be the cause of depression. Like, stay busy. Mm-hmm. Stay busy. You won't put a gun in your mouth. Yeah, you know, there's no purpose. Run there's... from one thing to the next thing as fast as you can, mm-hmm. and and everybody's like, "Oh man, but what about life balance? You're selfish. See, we're back to talking to you about yourself again, you know. Mm-hmm. Rather than sometimes I don't want to do the kids, you know. This th- this will get me a bad father uh, check mark, mm-hmm. dude. I, I tell Elaine all the time, I'm like, "But you ain't got to be with them all the time, okay? They're they're five and seven. Nobody likes a kid that long, okay? Come on." Who nobody would like a five year old kid that long twenty four
1: seven yeah huh twenty four seven yeah that's
4: not good TV but it's true right yeah, yeah. so so I have a life where I get to spend the time with them I want to spend with them where I'm the good father and then I'm done okay I, I know this sounds terrible but that, that's what I want and by the way they're gonna be done with me before I'm done with them anyway right it's not like they want two hours of papa right. <laughs> They're off to their
1: video game, or watching a movie, or playing with their friends.
4: Exactly. So, but I do want good time with them. Mm. So what I do is I create situations where I get to go spend good quality time with them. Buying the jet was one thing. That was a completely unselfish thing to do. So my kids could be on that plane with me, running up and down the aisles like little fucking maniacs, you know, (laughs) swinging between the the seats and doing their deal and they don't have to put seat belts on and nobody's telling them to sit down and and the food's good and they get to get on the microphone with the captain. Welcome to 10X Airlines where everyone gets to do whatever they want. (laughs) My kids do this interview. We should get them a copy of that to play in the show. Candy for everyone, right? So my kids get to do that, dude, because, and my kids are not spoiled by the way okay mm-hmm. they exchange with us in big ways but that's what i mean about create the life you want man so you can have not balance but life right i'm doing my life i don't do jobs i do my life so coming here to be with you today adds quality to my life i didn't come this be- to 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 spread the grant cardo name mm-hmm. i i spend time with lewis house because it makes grant's life grant's life yeah,
1: I like him. Come man. on, man. What's what's a non-negotiable for you? Every single day you must do. Yeah, that you feel like you have no matter what, whether it's man, prayer got five, or got your... five days
4: of workouts, man. I'm f- feeling kind of shredded, right? <laughs> shredded executive, you do
1: it? look no. lean, man. Huh? You look
4: really lean. No, thank you, man. I'm I'm working on. And it. And you're how uh, old are you? You're almost sixty, is that right? Yeah, yeah. It's man, crazy, man. Crazy, dude. It's And youthful. It's crazy. Uh, let's see, um, non-negotiables. Something you got to do every single day. I don't really think like that, but I do like the question. Um, I don't really think like that.
1: Like it's working out something you feel like you yeah, must do. Yeah, I'd, I'd like
4: to, but, 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 you know, I, I can give up on it without, mm-hmm. you know, it is right now for the next three or four weeks, I will work out every day. Mm-hmm. Um, a non-negotiable. It's like, you got to kiss your
1: wife. You got to nah. like, you tuck your kids in the bed, you know, wh- nah.
4: no, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't think like that. I think, I think, you know, I know, I know what you're getting me, you know, uh, dude, I push myself so hard. I don't, I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I don't have a list of non-negotiable. I just like, I'm. I I am, I, when people talk about beast, I mean, if anybody ever wants to give me a compliment, call me a beast. Mm -hmm. Cause that, that is the thing that, that I most relate to this beast. Like not a hustle, not a grind, but beast mode. I, I am machine like. I think Terminator. I'm like, dude, I like the Terminator. I am machine like. Yeah. I am very machine like. Yeah. I think about this. You know. I like so it. yeah, I, I have tremendous uh, uh, work mm-hmm. ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Gary Gary Vaynerchuk tried to. He's like, I outwork you, Grant. I'm like, dude, people that outwork other people don't talk about it. Mm. Okay. I mean, that's not work.
1: Right. Yeah. That,
4: you you don't have bragging rights on who works the most. Okay. You either are in beast mode or you're not. And so there's no reason to, like, I get the big title for, he works his ass (laughs) off, by the way. Yeah, he does. You know, and, and, and so do I. And everybody could do more. Everybody can work more.
1: And it won't kill you. I love this way of thinking from Grant. And who will you begin to study in your life? It's super important to choose your teachers wisely when you're on the path to greatness. If you've enjoyed this experience, this special episode on the five things poor people do that the rich don't, then please let me know by subscribing to this podcast over on Apple Podcast or Spotify, leaving a rating and review and sharing your feedback over on Apple Podcast in the review section, or over on Instagram, you can send me a DM, and by sharing this, in your instagram stories and tagging me at lewishouse in the episode link lewishouse.com slash 1077 or copy and paste this wherever you're listening to your podcast on apple spotify or anywhere else and if this is your first time here welcome whoever sent you here thank them send them a text give them a call and say thanks for exposing you to the school of greatness in this rich information and if you've been a listener for a long time then welcome back and i hope you enjoyed this new format Make sure to share this with a friend and pay it forward so you can keep inspiring other people to live their greatest life as well. And if you want inspirational messages sent to your phone, just like positive reminders, positive things to help you throughout your week, then text me the word podcast to 614-350-3960 right now to get those inspirational messages texted to your phone every single week. And I want to leave you with a quote from Robert Kiyosaki, who said, it's not how much money you make, but how much money you keep how hard it works for you and how many generations you keep it for. I want to remind you, if no one's told you lately that you are loved, you are worthy and you matter. And I'm grateful for you. And you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.
5: At Capella university, you'll get support from people who care about your success from before you enroll